I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. You can find us on clnsmedia.com dash radio at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. And Taylor. I was born long ago. I am the chosen. I'm the one. I have come to save the day. And out. Slam through. What is that? That was uh, that was some Lenny Kravitz, if I'm not mistaken. Sure was. You're damn right. Did you ever see the <laughs> video where he's you know wearing some leather pants and jamming out, and and his pants split and his uh his unit po- his unit pops out? I'll never forget it. <laughs> it, was a fan- it was a fantastic day on Twitter. Wow. The way it bounces out is just unbelievable. Never seen that. Uh, just the way that Sam Presti bounced out into the media yesterday with a beard. What's up yep. with you guys? What'd you guys think when you saw Sam Presti looking the way he did? No, no haircut and a beard. I thought, because there was there was the video of him drumming. Yeah. I thought that there's been a guy out there that just looks exactly like Sam Presti mm-hmm. that has a beard. It wasn't really <coughs> Sam Presti playing the drums. It was just like, yeah. oh, check oh, it out. Oh, that's Sam. Yeah. I didn't realize it was really him. It made, when I saw it, I was like, oh, he was playing the drums Yeah, the other, the other week. That was him. He wasn't bad, but I also saw here he said, uh, I went to Vermont and let it go for a bit. When I got back, nobody seemed to have a problem. So he was in Vermont. What was he doing in Vermont? Drugs. That's what he was doing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Having a little drug vacation. Well, on to the questions. So uh, he he mentioned at the top of the press conference that he said, we want to be playing meaningful basketball at the end of the year. How do you guys take that? <laughs> Well, I saw your. T- I saw whose tweet was it? Was it yours? You said masterful work on word. It's there because meaningful could be you're trying to get the eighth seed of the playoffs, or meaningful could be we spent the year, uh, you know, helping out our young players and trying to develop this new team. Yeah, it's a perfect word, meaningful, because I don't think that Thunder are going to do anything that's meaningless, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's that's the alternative, right? It's either meaningful or meaningless. It's so good. And you know what? It's it's such a general word. It allows for room for for fluidity. Yeah. But also but also it's not a word that is usually used in such a vague way. And so I don't think anyone like when he said it was like, wait a second, that's really vague and asked any follow up questions on that. Well you know, it was, it's it was such his a like, good, it was his initial monologue. Oh, okay, about. okay. Yeah. Which they could have followed up on. And then he would have given an even more vague answer. I loved when when Barry asked, does Chris Paul want to be here? <laughs> and, and, he's, and he does like the typical Sam Presti. Well, I think that's something you'll have to ask Chris. 
And Barry's like, I will. And we know that Barry will. I could very much look forward to hearing Barry ask Chris Paul if he wants to be here. Um, <laughs> but then he goes on to list things about Chris Paul that he knows. And I thought it was just an unbelievable sequence of things. So he, <laughs> the things that he said Chris Paul is a hooper, a competitor. Wants to play basketball, and it's a tremendous opportunity. (laughs) He listed four things that apply to all 400 NBA players and all 400, or I guess 300 and something G League players. Like that applies to every single one of them. Should we look in? It's actually not true. In the history of Thunder basketball, there's a Mitch McGarry did not want to play basketball. And therefore, I don't think he's a hooper. While he was here, he wanted to play basketball. Andrew Bynum did not want to play basketball, not a hooper. I, I mean, <laughs> they wanted to play basketball. Uh, nope, not a hooper. And therefore, well, maybe. Only applies to Chris. Like, what, what, cur- was- what current NBA player would you say is not a hooper competitor, wants to play basketball, and has a tremendous opportunity? Uh. Only, only a select few. Um, was there a commercial campaign where Chris Paul was part of a family called the Hoopers? Or what was their name? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on just a second. Was it State Farm NBA, related? State Farm, the Hoopers? Because maybe that's what Sam Pressy's referring to. He's part of the Hooper family. Yeah, I've never... Yeah. Oh, that's what he's referring to. It is the Hoopers. Meet the Hoopers. So Sam Presti's <laughs> actually just saying Chris Paul was part of this commercial campaign. Therefore, in which very he was the leader few. of the family, the Hoopers. Then he is a Hooper. He is a Hooper. Him, Kevin Garnett, and more. That's it. Yeah. So, okay. So never, therefore, very few NBA players are Hoopers. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> DeAndre yeah. Jordan, he's a current net Hooper. hooper. Uh, you have the baby Damian Lillard. Hooper. 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 You have Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Garnett. Grandpa. Hooper. Kevin Love. Uh, Hooper. Grown child. Hooper. That's it. End of list. See, that's Hoopers. That makes way more sense. I'd never heard him use the term Hooper before. Yep. And How now hilarious would it be if he, this is literally what he's talking about? <laughs> DeAndre Jordan is the wife. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's so hilarious and could not be a commercial today. That, and that commercial only came out like two years ago. 2015. Remember when... <laughs> Almost five years ago. Remember when... Four, long four years ago. There yeah. was the commercial and it was that Chris Paul has walked in on Kevin Love, his son. Yes. 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 <laughs> like exploring his body that's the hoopers that yeah this i mean i'm everything is a lot more clear to me unbelievable i don't know how this didn't get made into an uncle drew type movie you know Shaq could come in as a as an uncle as gigantic grandma yeah no as who deandre jordan is having an affair with (laughs) on chris paul that'd be great you know Shaq loves you know you know what i forgot uh, Shaq is in Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> and I had completely forgot about that. Remind me of the part. Okay, remember how he's saying that his dad is so mean that his mom should leave Oh, and, yep, yep. and, and okay. cheat on him with, with uh, NBA players? It's Shaq. It's, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> yeah, that. I was watching 
Uh, yeah, this is about a month ago, and I had completely forgotten he was in it. Yep. And he's great. Another thing about Chris Paul, said I said I th- he said I think Chris Paul is going to have a really good year. He's in incredible shape. How does it make you feel, Taylor? As a hater. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine the amount of work Chris Paul has to do to his body to even stay on the floor at his age. It must be just insane. He must be spending two to three million dollars a year, probably more than LeBron, just to keep his body from deteriorating right in front of our eyes. Hey, but he's he's not eating any meat. Well, that's going to change. There's been too many NBA players that have tried this and they can't get enough calories. What Unless if- Chris Paul, but you know, like when you get really old, like Chris Paul is, like super old, you just don't burn calories anymore. Well, so I think he's just so old, so freaking old. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I think it's actually kind of kind of exciting. I think there's a chance that the, the Thunder won't be able to trade Chris Paul until next summer which is not exactly what everybody wants to hear. But if he is in really good shape and is motivated, uh, maybe that changes. Maybe if he's really, really good, somebody will want to trade for him. So at least they're getting off on the right foot there. Uh, Quote about Steven Adams. He still has growth left in his game. He's the ultimate blocking, tackling player, but he's a talented player. He'll have the opportunity to do a little bit more. So making football references about Steven Adams, or are they rugby references? I, I I don't know enough about rugby and haven't heard people talk about it enough for, to be able to say, but I would guess that there are rugby terms as well. <laughs> Block, the, he's the ultimate blocking and tackling player. I get what he's saying. It's just a, it's just a strange way to say it. Yeah. It's true, though. That's kind of how he plays. It is. It is true. But uh, I, I don't know. But he's a talented player. He'll have the opportunity to do a little bit more. Yeah, there's a lot of nothing here, huh? There's a lot of nothing until... What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, is Steven the best screen setter that he's played with? Chris Paul? Yeah. Uh, DeAndre was pretty good. DeAndre's okay. He's not a great screen setter. He's a good, he's a good roller. He's a good roller. He likes to slip it. Well, well, let me ask you this. What is more valuable? Because Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, that seemed to work a lot. It was the way that DeAndre Jordan would screen and roll. It was sick, yeah. Yeah. But what if Steven Adams only wants to screen? What about Tyson Chandler? You guys hip to Tyson Chandler's screening style? Luke? I'm pretty hip to it. <laughs> I'm. I would say... I'm hip to it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of nothing. Like, he's saying good things about these guys. Uh, he, Just he, getting through it. He was asked about Doc Rivers and, and the fact that Doc said they wanted to break their team up, and they knew that. And he talked about how basically that didn't add up from the moves that they made. That we, we talked about that last week, that it was, like, you don't sign Alec Burks and then let him out of the contract if you're going to blow your team up. That makes no sense. Uh, and then he was asked about Sam Presti's or Sam Presti, Kevin Durant's Wall Street Journal article and what he thought about it. And then he just took the ultimate high road. Taylor, do you, do you see the, do you see the quote? 
Yeah. Um, he says, I think we've been 100% consistent about the way we feel about him, recognizing his contributions to the team and the city. Uh, if there's anything Kevin Durant ever needed from me or anyone here, it would be at a moment's notice. I have nothing but positive things to say about him and his tenure here. Okay, that, can I just say that that quote right there, where it's like, if he never ever needed anything, he could come and like I, we'd help him immediately. Mm-hmm. That is something you say about your friend with a drug problem. <laughs> like uh, if he ever needed anything I'm there like when he needs it I'm there he, he was a I have nothing bad to say about his tenure as my friend but whatever he's out doing right now I you know I don't necessarily agree with that is what you say about your friend with a drug problem you're right this is an AA sponsor quote right here wow this isn't <laughs> you, hello <laughs> you got is Skype I down even, I don't even know how to react to that um, I just think that it's the ultimate high road and Alex quote tweeted something that I said just that it's not only does it make you look good to take the high road but it's a jab right at Kevin because you know Kevin's going to see this like there is no question in my mind that Kevin has seen this quote taking the high road is great because it implies your friend is taking the low road He's ta- I mean go read the Wall Street Journal article that was nothing but low road right Almost the entire thing was low road. And there's still people out there like, man, I just appreciate his honesty. It's like, come on. <laughs> oh, man. No, you're right. This is the high road. And what something Alex said, too, was when your friend or someone else takes the high road, all it does is provide for more context about the situation. And yeah. so within this context, you actually look even more like an idiot mm-hmm. because of this Sam Presti quote. About Kevin Durant. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's it's the ultimate win-win for Sam. Sam Presti, huge Michelle Obama fan. When they go low, he goes high. Yeah. Yep. Huge yep. Michelle yep. guy. Yep. <laughs> I actually, that's probably true. That's oh, probably without, true. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam also cryptically talked about Andre Robertson, said that he will be on the floor for training camp. You know who else will be on the floor? Billy Donovan walking around on the floor. You know who else will be there? Probably Matt Tumbleson walking around on the floor. Wait, did you see this? He also said former Thunder player Eric Maynard will be coaching with the Oklahoma City Blues. I did, but we're just not ready to move on to that yet. Oh, dang it. Sorry. Talking about Robertson. Well, I have no, I mean, on the floor. I don't. We'll see. I just have no expectations for Andre until we actually see him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that they asked Nerlens Noel if Robertson's going to play is has been playing. What did, I didn't watch the video though. What did Nerlens say? <laughs> he was just awkward. He was just like, I "Don't know if I can tell you that." For real? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, all I don't know. Even this is like not very uh, encouraging or exciting, what they're saying about Robertson. Because if he were fully healthy and ready to go, they'd be like way more positive about the things and and, uh, to the point about what they're saying about Robertson. Yeah. I'd like to to see him play. I'm not, you can't say one way or another, but it, it sure feels like he's closer to just not playing in the league anymore than he is. Yeah. At full strength. You know, with the the comments in recent days, but also you just never know. Like you can't. Sometimes you can't read into these comments a whole lot. 
And so sometimes I think that I'm guilty of taking too much stock in, in this stuff from Sam. So a lot of it I take with a grain of salt, and I just want, you just want to see it. I just want to see it anyways. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Eric Maynard will be coaching with the blue. Woo-woo! That's pretty cool. That's kind of weird. So he's done playing basketball, I guess? Because he's been playing in – was he playing in Europe? Yeah. I think he was. Yeah, BC Nichni Novgorod. Let's see, where are they from? Russia. Oh, he's trying to come back before he gets stuck in Russia. I mean, he had a 10-year playing career. Yeah, but I mean, 32. And for a guy who played in the NBA for a while and was pretty good, usually when they go to Europe or overseas, they can play kind of as long as they want. Yeah. That seems to have been the case. But here we are. Back at the blue, baby. I don't know this for a fact, but I would just guess that it's probably injury-related. Because his, yeah. his body just never was able to play pro ball, basically. Yeah. It's sad, man. He was the best at uh, half-court heaves. Best half-court heaver in the league. He was legitimately good before he got hurt. Yeah, he was. He was I mean, people, <laughs> people wanted Eric Maynard to play over Westbrook. I mean, I'm... I mean, were they no. were they wrong? Yes, they were wrong. Yes, Andrew Hater, I love the, how much you're leaning into this now. It's going to start tricking me. I'm going to start being like, wait, what the hell? Really? Oh, uh, last last item uh, is the so the tanking stuff and not tanking stuff, tampering stuff. Uh, so Sam said June 30th was not a shining moment for the league. I don't think it's easy to solve the final details of what's, what it's going to look like. We don't know, but it's positive that we're looking at it. And so basically the NBA over the last few weeks has been trying to figure out how to solve the tampering problem. And they're going to basically start enforcing the rules that they have in place which is kind of an interesting tactic. (laughs) And then they're upping the fines and upping uh, everything that just makes tampering. They're trying to actually solve the problem, which I think is almost impossible when it comes to -to player-to-player stuff uh, without like seizing people's phones and things like that, which I think that that's a slippery slope. Um, So I don't know how... How much of a problem do you think the tampering stuff is? I don't think it's a problem that is solvable. Yeah. With player to player, like when they, like these are guys who have in many cases grown up together, Mm -hmm. like they're friends and you're not going to be able to control the fact that, you know, they talk and want to play together. They want to play together. They have existing relationships and I, I don't see how what they can fix, I think, is you know Magic Johnson going on Jimmy Kimmel and saying, "Oh, we want you know we want Paul George and yeah. stuff like that," or like the Clippers showing up at nearly every single Raptors game this season. Hell yeah! I mean that was a thing. Yeah. So I mean, you those are the kind of things where if you see stuff like that happening, then you can enforce fines. Or if you but hear about I, communication from a coach or communication from a GM or communication from wh- whoever within the organization, I think that 
you have to enforce those things. And I think really taking the only way I think that you're going to really get their attention because if you tamper, get the player, and then are fined like ten million dollars, you're like great. We we'd gladly play ten million dollars to get yeah. this player on our team. So I think taking draft picks is the is the way to go. Like if you're like okay, for the next two seasons you don't have a first round pick. Yeah, I think that that is something that could actually. Well, work. Why why don't they just block being them being able to sign the player and do something like that? Like you know they, when yeah. they rescinded the Chris Paul trade. Sometimes, but sometimes you can't get to it in time. Like, what if the player's already signed? Then what do you do? Yeah. Resend it. <laughs> send, them, send, them, send Kawhi Leonard back out into the marketplace yeah. right now. See what happens. I mean, the biggest issue seems to not be between front office and player, but actually player to player. Yeah. Like, the reason Paul George requested a trade from OKC was because of Kawhi, mm-hmm. not because of the Clippers. You know? Yeah. So, But when it's player to player, I don't know how you... They can't do anything about that. Well, and they're trying to enforce at least players that are under contract like Paul George was. Enforce yeah. that rule where you can't just try to talk them into asking for a trade. The problem is that players now, like there's just this culture in the NBA uh, in which players just feel like, oh, well, I'm not happy here anymore, so I'm going to ask for a trade. And, there, and it's happened so many times that the first time a team makes a play, like does not give it to the player, it's the player's just going to freak out and cry and it's going to be a big deal. And writers and people are going to talk about how they should just trade him. They should just trade him. And it's kind of an impossible situation for the front office right now just because of like the way players think about happiness and the teams and the players they want to play with. Yeah. Do you think this is a new trend, or you think this is just a part of like the last several years? Oh, it's it's been a part of the last several years. Well, has I mean, it not? Well, I'm saying, do you think it's just that? Do you think and, it'll and just the, go away naturally? That, that it's just these few players that want this, or is it going to be this is what like the stars of the future want too? I guess is my question. I think it's going to be this now that they've seen it and they've seen there's been success. This is what people are going to want. Yeah. Like, you know how after every big game on like, you know, that's deeper into the season from Christmas, basically on LeBron will go up and talk to someone and get his Jersey over his mouth. So you can't see what he's saying. Yeah. It's that. You, I mean, you can't say that he, he hasn't had conversations like, hey, we need to team up, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's building relationships so he can do that. There's no way to fix this, I don't yeah. think. Unless- I mean, the best, the best players in the league set the, set the culture for the whole league, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, look at how LeBron has treated this. Look at how Kevin Durant has treated all of this stuff. Like, there's been no respect for front offices or teams and I'm not even arguing on behalf of the front offices or teams because this does seem to be like um, you know sometimes you have extremes happen to actually balance out the overall issue Mm -hmm. and so teams have always taken advantage of having players under contract and have treated them as pawns more than respect uh, than respecting them as, as human beings and their families and where their kids are at school and all that stuff so I understand that it's just the player's kind of t- trying to take back power but 
until it balances out, it's just going to look, it's just going to look bad and be an issue. Yeah. Okay. You know, what could look bad and also be an issue if you don't have a certain product. <laughs> You're talking about someone <laughs> who needs manscaped. It's because <laughs> support for down to dunk. OKC Thunder podcast comes from manscaped who is number one in men's below the belt. Grooming. We're talking about grooming those family jewels. We're talking about trimming those, the twig and berries, my friends, <laughs> the Franken beans manscapes offer precision engineered tools for those family jewels. Guys, nothing worse than, than if you nick the family jewels, they're not worth as much. Okay. Well, we all know that. Uh, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You don't want to use the same trimmer on your face that you're using... On those Franken beans. <laughs> That's just nasty. <laughs> they also have the Crop Preserver, an anti chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You put deodorant on your armpits. Why not, uh, why not uh, put them on other smelly parts of your body? You can your, get be- 20- your beans. <laughs> your, put them on the beans. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code OKCDUNK at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. The jewels will thank you. All right, guys, Twitter questions. Twitter questions. <laughs> Our first Twitter question comes from A. Alfred Schmidt, who wants to know, what do you think of Presti's new look? Is it symbolic of a new era? Is he out there and loving every minute of it? This era is now referred to as post-Vermont Shrooms Presti. <laughs> uh, I think it kind of is symbolic of a new era, isn't it? Like, it's kind, sure. of, it's kind of weird. Like, it's like uh, this team this year just feels like, whatever, let's just, let's just see what happens. And that's what Presti's face looks like. I, I think that that's actually true. That the team is like... We could really, we could, anything is really pretty good. You know, you, how, know? you know how when there's like writer strikes that like David Letterman came back with like a big beard, Jimmy Fallon will come back with like a big beard. Yeah. Um, I think because like they don't have like the one thing that they really love to do. I think that this is a sign that Presty really misses Russ. He's had a breakup beard. Do you think Russ made him shave? Well, you Ooh. know, he had to. He had to, you know, Russ is a very fashionable person. Yeah. And he probably just at one point said, hey, I don't, I don't, like, I don't like you with uh, facial hair. It doesn't look good. Do you think Russell scheduled his haircuts? I do. I think. He, wow. I, I think Russ, Russ personally shaved Sam Presti's beard. I think Russ made Matt Tumbleson schedule Presti's haircuts. I think that's accurate. <laughs> wow, guys, we really uncovered this. All right, next Twitter question. Next Twitter Post rooms era. <laughs> Comes from at a yount underscore one five. Who wants to know if you could ask any random question to any Thunder player at Media Day and they had to answer without dodging the question, who and what would you ask? All right, feed me some questions to ask you guys. 
Feed them to me. Uh, also, uh, feed them to me at Andrew K. Schlecht on, on Twitter. Feed them to me. You want us to, Luke and I? Yeah. I mean, I can't ask people to. I'm not talking to anybody but you. I want. Well, then you ask Twitter. I want you to ask Mike Mascala specific questions. Like, <laughs> I want you to ask him, Mike Mascala, what do you expect your stat line to look like this year? I want you to just get him in trouble from the start. I want you to put him in an awkward position before the first game of the season. If you were to tell me what your exact three-point percentage would be this year, Mike, what would you say it would be? And do you think that that high percentage is why Presty went to your house? What what do you think makes you so special that Sam Presty went all the way to your house? Why did you, did you, did you read Brett's article on the athletic? No, no. It's he basically sat down with him and asked him that. Yeah, and he said, "I don't know." He was just like a dude. He's just a guy that's really tall and can shoot the ball and just was like, yeah, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I needed to get like food or like a cheese platter or something to have at the house. I didn't know. That's <laughs> tough. Like what do you, what do you bring out? That's true. Okay. Man, that's what so other true. questions? Here's here's my answer. Uh, my answer would be Russell Westbrook. And it is any question. Well, Russell Westbrook doesn't play for the team. This is for me. <laughs> no, but this is Russell Westbrook going backwards. This no, is, that's this not is true. The, Wait a second. I would want to ask at past media days to where he has to answer any question this or is, even after games. He never great. answered anything. Actually, he was actually really great at media day almost every year. Well, I want him to answer more stuff during the Guys, year. Guys, you're really just... I okay, this is, this is a real one. This okay. is a real one. I really want you to ask Darius Baisley specific questions about his internship with was it new balance yeah with new balance i want you to ask him like did you learn did you have to learn any computer programs did you have to i want to know what they were doing (laughs) did you have an office product tests did you have an office he's already answered all these questions yes he's done he did product testing yeah he does Mm -hmm. yeah Okay. It really feels like you're asking the wrong people yeah, to feed you questions here. <laughs> I agree. Put it out to Twitter. Twitter. Twitter's gonna. Twitter's gonna know what to ask. Ask Danilo Gallinari something in Italian. Anything. Just speak Italian. Next question. Say hey. <laughs> Never mind. Arrivederci. Let's say go to our next Twitter question. It comes from <laughs> at Vito zero zero six zero eight. Three six three. Who wants to know who between Sabonis, Lonzo, Aaron Gordon, and D'Angelo do you want OKC to target if they become available? Okay, wait. Say them again, Luke. This question comes from at Vito no, Zero. Just the players: <laughs> Sabonis, Lonzo, Aaron Gordon, and D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell. Hmm. Who's the best I player out of that group? I think D'Angelo Russell's the best player out of that group. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you could play him with SGA. Would you trade Would you trade Gallinari and a first round pick for D'Angelo? Yeah. Okay. I think. Easy. Wouldn't you? Probably. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting for both teams. It's very interesting. How old is uh, D'Angelo Russell? 
He's like only 23, 24, probably. I think that's so right. So he kind of 23, yeah. So he kind of, I mean, he fits the timeline, 23. He's young. He's, he's young, man. And he was good. He made the all-star team. In the East, as a reserve, I get it. But still, he made the all-star team. Nah, he was legit good last year. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. good. Uh, Aaron Gordon, getting a lot of buzz right now. The Magic, getting a lot of buzz. I don't know what to do with that. I feel like it's kind of out of nowhere. But there's a tremendous amount of magic buzz right now. I think people are just trying to pick their trendy team this summer. <laughs> They're Every such summer, a trendy team right now. Yeah, they really are. Uh, you guys excited it's, for Fultz, the Fultz era, to begin? So excited for Fultz. That's what I was going to say was like, they just have some interesting, and, and you can still say, well, Aaron Gordon's only 24. Yeah. So you could say he's going to get better. And he's good. He's like, good. Yeah. The, the two players out of that list that you spoke of would be between Aaron Gordon and D'Angelo Russell. I don't care about the other two. You don't care about Lonzo? No. I don't, I, don't even know what, like, I don't even know what you trade for Lonzo, like if he became available. That's so true. I don't know what what his value is. I I think you have to see him on the Pelicans this year. Yeah, I don't love the fit next to SGA because he didn't shoot it. No, I don't like that with SGA. No, uh, D'Angelo Russell has shown he can play with another point guard. He can shoot. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have Delmas back too. I just also don't know what do you pay him, and then what what does his contract look like. I just want to avoid the, and I understand. I just want to avoid all the comments of like, "Oh, you had to pay Domas at a premium, and you had him before." Now I understand we traded Domas to get Paul George back, yeah. but and but that doesn't matter on Twitter. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it'd be hilarious if they traded for D'Angelo and still had Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and SGA. Yeah, that's true. Does uh, Golden State want Chris Paul? No. No. Are you sure? Yeah. You got to make the phone call, though. <laughs> you got to ask. You got to ask. never know if you don't ask. Uh, I think Van Elephant King's question goes pretty well after this one. Should the Thunder avoid trading for players that will be restricted free agents? Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Demonis Sabonis. In the year 2020, with a week... For- unrestricted free agent class teams will probably offer too much to restricted free agents so which would force okc to match and overpay in order to keep them seems like a bit of a trap it's a trap that's a trap i i think that's a really solid point uh it's kind of like the canner deal like i don't the thunder did not want to have to pay canner that much money and if if you do trade for sabonis or somebody like that, they're probably going to make a lot, and you're going to have to match. Now, Jalen Brown, I, I think that he's probably going to get a max no matter where he's at, and you just have to be prepared for that. And then Brandon, I, I don't know what to do with Brandon Ingram as far as a contract goes. I, I no, wouldn't touch Brandon Ingram. I have no clue. And it's really just because of the health stuff, right? It's the health stuff for sure. He just hasn't been able to be consistent. And I, I don't know. Jalen Brown just feels more solid to me. I don't. I, that's totally just a feel thing. That's not really based on a lot. Well, it's because he he's played, you've seen him in the playoffs. You've seen him do. We just yeah. saw him with Team USA. 
We've seen yeah. more of him. Brandon Ingram's been on a bad Lakers team, and that's yeah. what, that's what we know about him. Ingram's still really interesting to me as a player. Uh, I don't know that the Thunder could acquire him from the Pelicans at this point. Uh, but then, like, what do you pay him? Does he make four years, eighty million? I don't. It feels like he's going to get in restricted free agency. Someone's if he has a good year, someone's probably going to throw a max at him just because oh. he's such a weird player. Yeah, he's you a, know. Yeah, I mean he's he's got Kevin Durant esque features without being as talented. Yeah, and I would say to um, this question. I I get that it could be a trap, but also if Chris Paul if this Chris Paul thing ends either this year or after this year, then we're going to be in rebuild mode, and that will take four or five years. So it's like I don't really care what four or five years to get. Like I'm saying, like the process is over the next four or five years. No, you're not thinking year by year at that point. No, it, he said it's going to be forty five years. 45 uh, years. Until yeah, back it's going to be a playoffs. long time. Oh, wow. yeah, for I'm sure. I'm going to be in my late 70s by the time the Thunder are good again. It's going to be great. You should expect <laughs> that, by the way. But also... That's one way to temper but, expectations. It's just like, yes. just wait a, a, a clean 45 years before you have any expectations for this franchise. But you finally are in a position to where there's not much expected of you. So you can kind of pay players like that at a premium yeah because they don't have to work out that year this doesn't have to work out long term Mm -hmm. you know you finally have room to to take a chance on a player like jalen brown it's not a victor oladipo situation where like it has to work this year yeah but what about financial flexibility who gives a crap about that what about their their books clean books well, those I know people care so much about rich people, and you know we have to look out for them to make sure that they stay as rich as possible. So I really appreciate that sentiment. Amen, brother. Hey, from the first question when uh, it was asked, "Is he out there and loving every minute of it?" Yeah, that is the same exact phrase that Kramer says where he stops wearing underwear. I think that's what the she's talking. about. I know, but I was trying to think, what is that from? It's like, is it a Jim Carrey movie? And so I've mm. been rolling it over my head. Uh, do you want to move on to our next Twitter question? I do. It comes from at God these names today. It's from at Caleb Joe four six eight five four six eight six. Gotta get gotta trim that down a little bit. <laughs> they, I think those I think they're very meaningful numbers to Caleb, actually. Oh my goodness. Nah, he needs to take a manscaper to that baby. Seriously. <laughs> Wants to know where do you stand on the meaningful games we want to be playing at the end of the season? What are the chances Presty meant he wants his team to complete for a playoff spot? Why else would he say that? With the lottery odds leveled out of it, why not compete and sustain? Uh, I, I think the Thunder want to put together not just a team that competes today. I think that they're going to tear it down at some point because they want to have another decade-long era where they're good again. And I don't think what they have right now will keep them there. So uh, as far as meaningful, we, we spoke about that earlier. I, I think that it can mean a number of things. I, would they... I just think that the Thunder are just going to be content with whatever comes their way this year. If they're good and they start the season and somehow they get through that November schedule at around 500, 
they're going to have a shot to make the playoffs. Like, that's going to be a thing. And I think that they'd be excited about that. I also think they'd be excited if Chris Paul and Gallinari play well and then they're able to trade them. I think they'd be excited for that. I think they'd be fine and excited if they just trade Gallinari and they keep Chris Paul and they try to trade him at the draft. I think that there are just a lot of situations where they're content because they've got 15 first-round picks over the next seven years. And I just don't think there's a lot that can be done to like curb that excitement. Or This, this year's not as outcome-driven as past years are. I think that it's developing young players and then as number one. And then two, you can, you can really make any outcome sound good that you give. Oh, the Thunder get a higher pick because, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. That's awesome. Oh, the Thunder made the playoffs. Amazing. What a success story. I can't believe that they did that. There, I don't know. that. Is there a situation where you're just like, that's terrible. Like, that's, such, that's the worst outcome ever for the Thunder. That's true. Like, the fact that they have so many first-round picks, um, kind of by, it just gives them so much leeway. They, they really can just kind of do whatever they want. Or they can leave it up to, well, I don't know what this team's going to do this year, but whatever happens, happens because we don't lose anything. Yeah. Well, and they and they're gonna, they could still keep their pick. Let's see, if they were the eighth seed and they, their pick is that they gave away was top 20 protected. So if they land at the bottom of the playoffs, they will likely still keep their pick. So, and the difference between like the, 13th or 12th pick and the 15th or 16th pick is not that big. It's not that big a deal. And there's often yeah, times it's all crapshoot. There's often times where that that pick ends up can end up being better. You just don't know. People just don't know. If people screw up in the middle of that lottery, you know, beginning of the post lottery teams, like you just don't know. People mess up there all the time. So the Thunder could get their next... I mean, that's where Giannis was picked. That's where Kawhi was picked. That's where Maury Spates was picked. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. That's where Nick Young was picked. Dude, so, I, I'd be super, super stoked to get any player the quality of Nick Young. <laughs> it's where Turkaloo was picked, which actually is... a. It's where Ron Artest was picked. Yeah. You just don't know. Of course, you could end up getting the next campaign. Like, or you could get John Stockton. Or you could get John Stockton. You just don't know. So I think unless you're gonna you know you're gonna be one of the worst teams and be at the top of the draft, like I think that's also a cool outcome for this team. That's entirely possible. Um, I think being competitive is not the worst thing in the world. Hey guys, let's move on to our next word question. It comes from at Paul R. Valentine, who wants to know, in honor of bearded Sam Presti's drumming, what's a talent or ability you have that few people know about? Mm. Taylor? Andrew? I'll go first. <laughs> well, I'm also a drummer. A much better drummer than Presti, I might add. <laughs> you know, for all, the, for all the drumming that's been talked about for Sam Presti, I wasn't that impressed. He yeah. needs to be in the uh, in the old studio a little more often. But also, I do this thing where I can make my stomach wave. Like I can do the, it's kind of like a belly dancing thing, but I'm not moving my whole body. I'm just moving my, I can do this like suck in and out motion with my stomach. 
Uh-huh. It's really sexy. It's really sexy. If anybody sees me out in public, ask me to do it. I'll be happy to do it. I'll be happy to show you. Okay. October tenth. October tenth at Blue Garden. We're gonna have you I stand can, up on a table and do that. Twist my tongue around. I'm gonna like twist it. And uh, can you guys see? Uh huh. He's twisting it. Yeah. That's and good. um. Oh, you're kind of it. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen people that that? cut their tongue in two towards two separate tongues and they have separate control over both sides of the tongue. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> it, it freaks me out every time I see it. Yeah, I hate that. But Taylor, you should do that. Think of all the tongue tricks you're missing out on. Man, I could do a lot. Um, I'll go. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a very good swimmer. It's true. I'm a very fast swimmer. It's true. Um, I swam in high school and I was, I was uh, very, very good. If I may brag on toot my own horn a little bit. <laughs> toot away, sir. Uh, I, I, play, I play the guitar. Um, I've played the guitar since I was 11. Um, I like to play uh, lead electric. That's my, that's my forte. So uh, i am also gotten quite good at uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon Go, you're good? Yeah. You walk a lot with the kids? Catch oh, them? yeah. We just started playing a couple weeks ago. Which one, what is your pride and joy of your team? Uh, a Tauros. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, hey, is it Pokemon or po- Pokemon? It's Pokemon. It, yeah, don't not, say... It's not Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Okay. That's very uh, parental of you. It's confusing because on the Detective Pikachu movie, they say it in both ways. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. I've heard it's good. Uh, I happen to own it on DVD. Is it good? <laughs> yeah. Is, is, is it family friendly? I thought it was PG thirteen. Is it PG? It's PG. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? Watched it more than once. <laughs> I do want to see it. I've not yet though. Okay. I heard uh, so, in the movie, I heard Pikachu has a Lenny Kravitz pop out moment. Is that true? I couldn't hear what Taylor said. Um, <laughs> so I bet your kids are just crazy about Pokemon. They like Pokemon. I've actually started drawing Pokemon on Asher's napkins for school. Oh, really? Yeah, and putting them in there. We do you remember we had uh, an LDI uh, LDI like you could write little uh, things. Yeah, to, and I just wrote drew yes. pictures of Pokemon and gave yeah. it to my friends. <laughs> That's pretty good. I. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm showing Luke my uh, Pokemon pictures. Oh, nice! This is a Greninja. Oh, I know. I, he's on. He's in Smash Bros. That's a difficult. That's a hard one. What do you he think? Did pretty good. Is it pretty good? Yeah, it actually is pretty yeah. good. Show Taylor. Yeah, that's a Greninja. Um. Oh wow! You spent some time. You spent yeah. some time in. I Pokemon. spent some time. You know oh, what? Yeah. You know what's a really really difficult one to draw is uh, Ponita and Rapidash because they're basically okay. you just have to draw a really good horse. Yeah. I've gotten pretty good at drawing Pokemon. That's a that's actually one of my hidden skills. People, drawing Pokemon that people didn't know. Pokemon. I used to. I I had. <laughs> I used to draw Pokemon. Like in my law school notes, I just draw little Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty good. Um, let's see. Do do you have any other questions that you see that you want? To, oh, here's one at Bangelo. Who wants to know Oreo or Chip Ahoy? Chips Ahoy. Oreo. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. He just said Chip Ahoy. The the Chip Ahoy. (laughs) 
No. <laughs> That's what I was correcting Luke. That sounds like an Indian tribe. Chips ahoy. I apologize. That is so... Oh, really, Luke? Really? Who are you? Canceled. Why do I got to talk to you? <laughs> oh, uh, Oreos. It's Oreos, I, I believe. This, no, not always. Do you ha- ever have the chewy Chips Ahoy? The red? Yeah, patch? still trash. Still yeah, trash. Good. I'm, I've had them recently, and they're not... I used to love them, and I used to try to put as many of them in my mouth as possible. <laughs> and I love doing that. And I could get up to seven in my mouth at one time. Hidden talent. It's a hidden talent of mine. But I'm, o- I'm over them. I'm out. I'm completely out. I'm done. Okay. Luke, have you had the Oreo Thins yet? Because I have not. Th- it just makes this a, no- a non-question. It's I'm true. not. I'm not. Well, I guess I'd have to have them. I, I don't want to. I don't. When was the last time you had an Oreo? It's been a while. <laughs> but if I if I'm going Oreo, I'm not going Thins. I'm going double stuff. You gotta go. I, I need you to try Thin though. I need you to. Do you, can you still? Do, can I have a glass of milk? Do you like can mint? I them, can I dip yeah. them in the milk? Yeah, yeah. Do you like mint? I like, Are you a mint I like, guy? I like mint. Do you like, like mint like chocolate? I, Every now and again, I guess. Okay, never mind. I don't love mint. Like, if I'm getting ice cream, I'm not getting mint chocolate. Mint chocolate I sometimes chip. will. I, you know, if I'm getting ice cream, you know what I'm getting? What? Vanilla. What? If I'm going to like We have to have a talk. Vanilla. We have to have a talk. I'm getting vanilla, and it's all about the M&M toppings. Let me ask you a question about ice cream. Let's let's make this ice cream. Okay. If you could get Chips Ahoy ice cream or Oreo ice cream, which is basically just isn't that cookies and cream? Yeah. You're getting cookies and cream. It's not even a question. You're not getting chocolate chip ice normal chocolate chip ice cream. It's not even close. I actually jumped out of my normal ice cream buying habits and I get I have a new ice cream in my refrigerator right now. Yeah. Snickers. Okay. It's good. Mm, okay. okay. It's, it's like in a carton, not huh. the bars. Huh, 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 huh. Okay. In a, in a, in a carton. Because they do make the Snickers ice cream bars. I know that. That's not it. That's okay. Not I'm just making sure. I'm just guys, sure. do you guys like Choco Tacos? I don't know. I don't. Ha- I've never had one. You haven't? No. Okay. Well, let's put this on hold. Uh, will you guys eat a Choco Taco this week? I actually think that. Where that do I you will? Where do you buy them? And do you have to buy them in multiple packs? Like, do I have to buy like? No. You can buy single chocolate. Where the 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 probably yeah. gas station? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll have go one. to a gas station that you know. Sometimes gas stations have like, uh, like a little like a tub freezer. What are those? Yes, freezers I know called? exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? If they have that, generally there's choco tacos in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, down to dunk. Hey, dunkers out there. Everyone have a choco taco this week, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, before we get to our final question, I need you guys to come to Blue Garden on October 10th at 7 p.m. Apparently, I never said the actual day on the last podcast. I just said, come to Blue Garden on the day. <laughs> so make sure, make sure that you're there on October 10th at 7 p.m. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday night. It's at Blue Garden. It's going to be a beautiful night. I just have a feeling about it. And get together a trivia team. And find the most ridiculous thing from the past Thunder era to wear. I I forgot that I have this white Kevin Durant cap that looks like he signed it underneath, but it's like stitched in. I used to wear it all the time, and people would ask me if Kevin actually signed it. And I said, yeah, I brought a needle and thread to the arena, and he stitched his his signature for me. I'm going to wear that, because there's just no way I'd ever wear that ever again. 
And that's a, that's the item. Like if you think about any Thunder item that you still own that you're like, I will never ever wear that ever again. That's what you have to wear that night. That's pretty good. And we're gonna have a prize for the most ridiculous thing for that night, and we're gonna have a prize for the trivia winners for that night. So please email us dtdpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can DM us on Twitter at dtd or at down to dunk and. Uh, let us know that you'll be there. You can have teams up to four. You can have a pair. If somebody wants to go it alone, that's okay. It won't be as fun to go it alone, but you could. So let us know. Come hang out. It's going to be really fun. We'll have lots and lots of prizes for that night. So uh, join us. Join us, won't you? Our last question, our final question. Is there a myth in our Myth, 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 impeded. I'm. I was very miffed at myself this week. Oh no! I did something dumb, Luke. This is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. I've I've been getting really into Panera salads. Uh huh. They're very good. Very. Good. They have a spicy <laughs> Thai salad that is de- that is delicious. Yeah. And then another Asian salad. I don't know exactly what it's called that I mistakenly order because it's right below the spicy Thai salad. Uh huh. And I ordered it one time on accident. Still good. Okay. So I got a salad from uh-huh. Panera, and I'm there. I have it. I'm at my house. I've, I've put in all my sauces. I'm shaking it. Mm hmm have the bag underneath me for trash and I see sitting on a plate from the night before a a paper towel that has been neatly folded up and and it's sitting on a plate and I was like well I have this I can put it in the, in the, the sack of trash I lift it up didn't lift it over just turn it out and out of it fall my nail clippings from the night before <laughs> And they, thankfully, none got in the salad. They were so close to getting in there, and I could—I don't think I could have eaten it. Dude, that is—that is really. I'm really. Isn't that terrible? I don't even know what to say. I know. It was bad. I was like, I was like, oh man, ugh, you're better than this. Man, you are better than that. Ugh. Have y'all ever like accidentally stepped on an old nail clipping or an old nail you picked off that's like been dried out and it's as sharp and hard as an actual nail, like a hardware nail? Yes. That's why you gotta <laughs> that's, make you bleed. That's why you gotta get those. Make you bleed. That's why you gotta get the paper paper towels and, and put them in there and wrap it up at the end. Well, still still and dangerous. Empty, and then empty it into your salad and then right the salad. <laughs> Like say, uh, hmm, this salad's missing something. <laughs> yeah, it, the other day they were out of wontons at Panarin's, and the nail clippings made a pretty good <laughs> something. Made a pretty wontons. good wontons. Oh man, Taylor, you miffed? Um, no, but now this brings up something disgusting. What's like the grossest thing you guys do that you enjoy? So I'll, I'll share. I'll share, and then you can decide if you want to or not. I pick. I'm. I, I'm a nail biter and nail picker. And I pick my toenails. <laughs> I pick my toenails. And on the big toenail, I smell it every time. 
I put it right up in my nostril and I just sniffed. Thanks for Media Days Monday. Oh my god. I'm really looking forward to it. Tune into my Periscope at Andrew K. Schleck. And thanks for listening to our podcast.